Warning, me time and murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, here Dancing it goes. around him, reciting <laughs> poetry. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God. That's crazy. No, why? <laughs> oh, well, big surprise. Oh God. <laughs> Dead on the bathroom floor. <gasps> Did it? It's okay. Oh. <laughs> Mariam, what are you drinking today? Today I am drinking my favourite Marks and Spencer's strawberry tea. Hot oh, this yeah. time. No ice. I I like berry tea hot sometimes. No, me too. I do. I do. I do like it. I know some people don't. Mm-hmm. What about you? What are you drinking, Therese? I am drinking a Barry's decaf with milk and it's lovely. It's a nice, nice tea to have for breakfast. Nice. And what about your me time? Are you doing anything today? Well, I thought I'd tell you that I... So I recently invested in Olaplex. Oh, you got it. Mm, yeah. Which one did you get? So so I got, them, I got two from Sephora. And I've got three are coming from ASOS. Because uh-huh. there was a 25% discount on ASOS so I was just oh, like wow. ordered as much as I could like it's such a good good bargain yeah so I, ordered, I ordered all that I could and then this one the number six bond smoother and the oil was not on ASOS so it's all sold out I think mm-hmm. so I went to Sephora and I was just like oh, I'll just complete the collection oh nice so now you've got everything well no I haven't got the ASOS one hasn't came yet but okay. I've just been using but you will the- have everything I will, yeah. I've decided just to mm-hmm. invest. And in then it. I noticed that it's like—is it the number one and the number two have to be done in salons or something like that? I don't think there is a number one and number two. They're in salons. <gasps> oh. Yeah, I looked it up. Yeah. Oh, I see. That makes That's sense. That's how they get you. It's a model because we were actually working on a hair care brand, mm-hmm. and they were trying to replicate that replicate that sort of model where it's like you kind of. It is. You're like, oh my god, I really want number one and number two. So then you have to do the in salon treatment and stuff. Oh, we don't have to. I don't think you have to. What? But hang on. Yeah. Oh, love. I don't know how expensive it is. I pro. I, I like like the ones I'd I got were so is. expensive. Yeah, I'd say, I mean the in salon's going to be expensive. I just at a guess. No, is like. it like their own salon or it's like... See, I think it just maybe the this each like salon like buys it in and then gets trained up or something like that and how to do it. I'd say that's I what see. it is. Like, you just go into a hairdresser's and ask, do you do Olaplex? And they'll say yes or no. Oh. I don't know. I don't know a lot about hairdressers but that would be my gut. Here it is here. Oh. Mm-hmm. In salon Olaplex system. Oh, it's sort of, they add number one and number two to, like, bleach and hair colouring. Ah, yes, that, that's right. Go. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, see. yeah. Oh, there's, like, a whole system. Yeah, it's pretty complex. Mm-hmm. Olaplex. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's vegan. Who does that? Is it? Anyway, yeah, what about, your, what about your me time? I actually wanted to talk about hair as well. So oh. we're going to do a case uh, for one of our listeners on Instagram at Zarard. Pretty sure you know who oh. that is. Um, and so it uh, way back when in one of the episodes we spoke about hot 
coconut oil on the hair and yeah. she sent me a post that said it's actually bad for your hair <gasps> yeah oh no so I need to look into that I haven't actually done it in a long time um I mean like probably like over a year if not more um why would, why would it be bad I don't I can't she sent me a post and it made sense at the time but I just can't remember I'm just reading here. It causes a buildup of oil on your hair and scalp. It was worse oh. than that, though. It was worse. Oh, I think it might have been a hairdresser talking about it. I'm not sure, but I'm going to look into that again. Uh-huh. Um, and then also, I was in Boots recently, and I was staring at this L'Oreal LV Wonder Water. Have you heard mm-hmm. of that? No. And I was kind of just staring at it. It was on offer. It was like half price. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to, like, I, I don't know. I just wasn't 100% sure if I wanted it or not. And then mm-hmm. this girl came by and was like, with her friend, she was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is the stuff that I really want. This is what I really want. And then she mm-hmm. took it and put it in her basket. And I was like, oh, I really want it. <laughs> and so I got it. And then I brought it home. And then I looked up the reviews, which is such a rookie mistake. Don't look up reviews once you get home. Oh, uh, look them um, look them up when you're like in the shop or whatever. And yeah, so the reviews are like it it's it, so it's just like this. It's called like lamellar water. I might be pronouncing that wrong, but it kind of like fills in all the little holes in your hair and like strengthens it. Um it's very scientific uh, explanation yeah. but uh so apparently it's like brilliant on the first few washes mm-hmm. but then as time goes by people are like my hair is worse than it was <gasps> than when I started using it. and I am just scared shitless so so sitting it's, on my is, shelf. It like, is it meant to be an in- intermittent thing then what do you mean you like think people use... are using it too much or something yeah I don't... I don't know I think maybe I don't know I'd almost love to get like hair extensions and like test on them <laughs> before Gosh. I test them do you know what I mean I just want to I, I I'm just gonna listen to the reviews if loads of people are saying this wrecked my hair I'm just not gonna use it are you just just do it do it a few times no, anyway no I'm not no? gonna do it you're scared no, how much was it so was it scared. expensive no it wasn't expensive that's why I'm willing to throw it in the bin that's okay then. Don't impulse by, don't be influenced by other girls freaking out in the shop. Read reviews. Okay, so today we're actually going to cover a case that Zarard from Instagram mm-hmm. um, has, she, she has wanted this for a while. So sorry, it took mm-hmm. me a little while to get around to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably know about this person, but I wonder how much you know about her because I didn't actually know an awful lot. I just know the name, mm-hmm. Mary Bell. Mary Bell. I seen you working on it in the drive. Okay. And did it, you do, obviously don't I didn't read it. Read it. Did you read? Okay, I good. didn't read it. No. Okay, but, but I you know who that is. Vaguely, I think. Yeah, that's what my I was favorite murder. Like. Yeah, my favorite yeah. murder covered this one, but it was like years ago oh right i don't know if i ever mm. listened to it right or i've just forgotten mm. yeah but i can't really remember anything okay good mm-hmm. so mary bell i'm just gonna start with a little bit about her early life so her mother was a sex worker 
and Mary was her mother's first child and she had her when she was just 16 years old. Ooh, so yeah. Babies yeah. having babies. Yeah. And the father is more or less unknown. And this is really sad, but there's a few independent accounts from different family members um, mm-hmm. who, like what they're saying, they're all kind of cooperating each other in that they're saying that well, they're strongly suggesting, at least, that the mother, uh, Betty, tried to kill Mary uh, on multiple oh. occasions. Mm-hmm. And she tried to sort of make the deaths look like accidents. Um, so on one occasion, I know, I know. On one occasion in um, around 1960, Betty, the mother, dropped mm-hmm. Mary from a first floor window. I mean, what? like, how is that an accident? Oh my god! It's a bit of a Michael Jackson moment. I that was what, she, what I was making me think of. Yeah. What was she doing? I, I, first floor window though isn't too what bad. First floor, but like, oh, still. how old was the baby? Oh, she was. Uh, what? I don't know One? what. She, what I don't know what age she would have been. I think it was like the early years of of Mary's life. Oh, that's rough. Um, and then on another occasion, the mother plied Mary with sleeping pills. So just Aww. trying to kill her daughter. Um, but even though the mother was just like clearly abusing the child and didn't want the child, then when her family members offered to take the child off her and to actually like take full custody of the daughter legally and everything, she would just decline. Um, and I think the reason for that was because she had found a use for Mary. So it's going to get pretty dark. Oh, gosh. Pretty quick. Okay. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. So just a warning for listeners. So so I'm not going to go into it too much or anything. But so the mother, Betty, she was, as I said, a sex worker. Um, but it was also yeah. said she was a, a dominatrix sex worker. Um, oh. And it's alleged that she allowed both allowed and encouraged several of her clients to sexually abuse her daughter in sadomasochistic sessions and this started when mary was just five years old oh no five years old so it's freaking (sighs) crazy yeah right Um, i didn't know any of that no me neither me neither that like Mm -mm. yeah oh my gosh Mm -hmm. i don't think they included that in my favorite murder right maybe not sorry i got i got i just i mean i don't feel like i can leave it out i think it's very oh gosh no that's a that's a huge chapter in in a human's life if that happened like if it happened i know it's so Mm -hmm. hard to know but once you find out what happens later on it kind of you start to think "Hmm," it all kind of adds up Mm -hmm. um so mary bell grew up in the scotswood area of newcastle and this Mm -hmm. was an economically depressed area where domestic violence and criminal behaviour was commonplace. And as a result, Mary's bad behaviour, including attacks on other children at school, vandalism and theft, just didn't attract attention. This was just kind of, you know, there was probably lots of kids kind of acting out like this. Yeah. But her bad behaviour did make many other children reluctant to socialise with her. Um, So yeah, kind of sad that she was lonely, but she did have one friend of sorts and this little girl was called norma joyce bell now she's the same surname but she's not actually related okay um a bit like fermana with all the mcguires <laughs> um but they're not related 
So on the 25th of May, 1968, the body of... Okay, sorry, we're getting... Okay, this is probably... Oh my gosh. I'm just not even going to start warning you. I'm just going to say the whole thing is just... You're not even easing us interest. This whole thing is just like... <laughs> he's just not going to want to hear it, but I'm forcing oh. you to hear it, so... Here we go. 25th of May, 1968. The body of four-year-old Martin Brown is discovered by three children in the upstairs bedroom of a derelict house. He was on his back with his arm stretched above his head. Um, specks of blood and foam were around his mouth, but there was no signs of violence visible on his body. Um, a local workman arrived at the scene and attempted CPR to no avail. And during his attempt at the CPR, Mary Bell and her little friend Norma mm-hmm. appeared in the doorway. They were like peeking oh. in to see what he was doing, but he mm-hmm. shooed them away. Um, mm-hmm. And when he shooed them away, where they went was they went to the little boy's auntie's house. Oh, And they told her, one of your sister's children has just had an accident. We think it's Martin, but we can't tell because there's blood all over him. Oh, shit. So can you imagine a couple of little girls coming up and telling you that? Pretty freaky. So the following day... Dr. Bernard Knight conducted a post-mortem on the body of little Martin Mm -hmm. um, and he was again unable to find any signs of violence on the body and thus unable to determine his death. Um, Mm -hmm. But he was able to discount the the investigator's theory that the the child had maybe died of poisoning through ingesting tablets. He was able Mm -hmm. to rule that out. Okay. Um, So just a bit of a mystery really as to how he died. How did he die? They they just left it. Uh, what's that word? Do, do we know now, or do uh, we know now? You'll know later. Okay. 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 Yeah, you'll know later. So on Mary's eleventh birthday, the twenty sixth of May. Mm-hmm. Oh, take that out because there's no year. That's stupid. Anyway, oh, it's <laughs> the same year. Okay, it's oh, the right, same okay. year. We're still in 1968, sorry. Okay. Uh, So on Mary's 11th birthday, 26th of May, she and Norma broke into and vandalised a local nursery. Why? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Newcastle probably was just an area where... There was really nothing to do. she Scots, Scots would. It was all this kind of like wasteland it sounds like and everything was derelict and so I think they even treated like normal areas as if they could just trash them you know everything was Mm -hmm. you know so they vandalized the local nursery and the following day the nursery staff discovered the Mm break-in um and they noticed a lot of vandalism that had occurred inside so what the girls had done was they'd left four separate notes which claimed responsibility for little Martin's murder. <gasps> mm-hmm. um, and one of the notes, I just picked out the creepiest one. Some of them were, I mean, they're, they're young girls, so they're, they're not very well written. But this one really just gives me goosebumps. So uh, and, uh, I think this is Mary wrote this one, is I murder so that I may come back. What? Yeah. That's what the note said. I murder so that I may come back. Wait, wait, did she think the boy was going to come back to life? Or that she is I going to come back to I life? Thought, I thought more her. I think like, it's yeah. like, that she, like it's giving her some kind of life. 
I don't so I know. Can come back? Like back from where? Or like do you I mean like... I murder so that I may come back. Like I don't... Is it because... Like I don't, I don't really want to kind of assess her at this point. But like probably get to that later. But like is it that because of what happened to her as a child. She kind of has, kind of has lost herself. And she's trying to like bring back... You know, you bury yourself so deep. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know. It's either really profound or just childish gibberish. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But sometimes when kids say things, it can be like, oh, you know, Ooh. creepy. Mm. Um, however, the police just dismissed this incident as a tasteless and childish prank. Uh-huh. So two days later... On the 29th of May, shortly before the funeral of little Martin, both Mary and Norma called upon the house of his mother. Mm-hmm. And they asked to see her son. Oh, what? Okay. Wait, what? They called to the house like, can we see Martin? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These two little girls are so creepy. And when the mother replied that they couldn't see the son because he was deceased. Yeah. Mary replied, oh, I know he's dead. I want to see him in his coffin. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, <laughs> I don't know what the mother followed up with. I guess yeah. she just probably clo- closed the door on them. I don't know. Uh-huh. Or I doubt she brought them in to see. I don't think you would let a little 11-year-old in to see. So he must have in. been in his coffin. Like, they knew he was It was, it was like the was week. Awake. Yeah, yeah, probably. That's well creepy. How old are they again? Mary's 11 and I believe Norma is 13. Norma should really know better. I was going to say, like, but even, like, 11 is, like, 11 is old enough. I mean, like, I know. Yeah, she's just turned 11. Yeah. It is old enough. It is old enough to to not be creeping out a grieving mother. Yeah, to be, like, respectful and you don't want to go go I would think so. But I think we're going to get to it later, but it kind of comes back to like the um, the actual intellectual age of the girls. Oh, okay, 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 okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But that's kind of disputed as well, though. Uh, um, so anyway. Then on the 31st of July, again, we're still in 1968. Uh-huh. 31st of July, a three-year-old named Brian Ho. I hope I'm pronouncing his surname correct. Uh, was last seen by his parents in the street outside his house playing with one of his siblings, the family dog, and Mary and Norma. Oh, no. Mm. Mm. So when... Run away! I know. Don't play with those girls. When Brian did not return home later that afternoon, concerned relatives and neighbours searched the streets without success. At 10 past 11 p.m., a search party discovered Brian's body between two large concrete blocks in a waste ground near an old railroad track. Oh. Just so horrific. What I mean, what a place to find a body. So the first policeman to arrive at the scene observed that a deliberate but feeble attempt had been made to conceal the body, which was covered in clumps of grass and weeds. Again, okay. all of this is just so creepy. It's very childish. Yeah, the way it's just throwing a few things on top of the body. Mm -hmm. Several bruises and scratches were evident upon his neck and a pair of broken scissors lay close to his feet. 
So the coroner would conclude that Brian had died of strangulation and that he had been deceased for up to seven and a half hours before the discovery of his body. The killer had evidently squeezed Brian's nostrils closed with one hand as they gripped his throat with the other. Oh. I mean, that's intense, right? How old is Brian? Three? Brian was a three-year-old boy. Oh my god! So he's small. Uh-huh. So that's, I think, why they're able to do that. I'm sorry. Um, and you said he's between two concrete blocks. Do you mean like... It's like one is on top of him or he or like it's on either uh, side. Oh, I took it as just he's laying in between them. He's on the ground and there's two concrete blocks that are kind on, of obscuring his view. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the concrete, I'd say those slabs are massive. It's probably, you know, part of an old building or some, uh-huh, some uh-huh, industrial, uh-huh. you know, it's just being left there. Numerous puncture wounds had been inflicted to the child's legs before death, before death. Um, And sections of his hair had been cut off from his head. And just a trigger warning here, this is really bad. Um, His genitals had been partially mutilated and a crude, mm -hmm, and a crude attempt had been made to carve the initial M into his stomach. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. Yeah. yeah. The relatively small amount of force used to murder the child led the coroner to conclude that the murderer was another child. So now they're on to it. Uh-huh. Um, We've got a baby serial killer. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. Could you imagine... The coroner coming to the investig to the detectives and saying, "Okay, you're looking for a kid. You're looking for a child. <laughs> like what? Oh, gosh, I wonder how. I wonder how common this is. I know, right? Mm. I read about a really interesting case in India, the youngest child murder in the world. <gasps> I think. Do you remember that? That was uh, that's on Netflix at the moment. I watched it the is other it, day. Is it? Is it? Yeah, yeah. It's called. Well, I don't know no. if it's on your one. It's called a big. Little murder? No. It was good. Oh god. Oh god, like there was like tears in my eyes like the whole way through. Was he was he was like seven or something like that? He was like six or seven, yeah. Yeah. It was stupid. But I remember and spoiler alert, but I could be wrong. This could be wrong. But from the YouTube that I had listened to that covered it, it was saying that there's conspiracy theories that it was an actual adult that did the murders and they used the child as like a scapegoat. Um, yeah, I love I how you're not confirming that. Just yeah, because I want to watch the documentary. The documentary, it seems because they have CCTV footage <gasps> of oh. of a child of another child, like yeah. was in the bathroom at the same time. So it's sort of like it is oh. very, and the boy was who is suspected was like suffering from like. He was like very lonely and isolated. He had like depression and oh and stuff like this here. And he used to bully young small kids. Okay. So it's like it kind of all adds up. I what I find so interesting about that case mm-hmm. was that the tiny little village somewhere in India where they were mm. didn't have any television. So if he 
did in fact commit the murders, that had to just come from within him. He's not copying anybody. He's not, you know... Murders? Maybe we're talking about different Are we talking cases. about two different cases? Very, very possible. Because like, mine was in, like, it was in a private school. International oh, private no. school. Oh, no. Oh, we're talking and it was in a city. Cases. This is in India, though. In India, what yeah. Yeah, Whoa. what a coincidence. Wow, okay, what a coincidence. very interested. Now I'm going to go watch that. Okay. I'm going to go look That's for my your one. evening sorted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can, yeah, we can swap. Let's swap. Alrighty. Okay, let's so, bring the levity back down. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we're way, we're way too excited to watch yeah. this. Okay. So, the discovery of Brian's body sparked a large scale manhunt. That should really be child hunt, but anyway. But they didn't over know. They, yeah, well, they did, yeah. This is crazy. So over 100 detectives across Northum- Northumberland were assigned to the investigation and more than 1,200 children were questioned. Wow. Yeah. Is yeah. all the kids in the town? It's freaking crazy. There must be a lot of kids. I'd say it's, you know... It's like all not... the kids in the area. That's it, yeah. So two children... Were questioned. Two children, two children were questioned by detectives on the first of August, and they were Mary and Norma Bell. Uh And witnesses had already informed investigators that they had seen Mary and Norma playing with Brian shortly before he was believed to have died. Um, And in her initial interview, Norma seemed excitable. Whereas Mary was was more observant, she, uh-huh. um, so they they noticed a different difference in the girls. So although both girls were evasive and contradictory mm-hmm. in their statements, mm-hmm. they freely admitted to having played with Brian on the date of his death, but denied having seen him after lunchtime. And then once they were questioned the following day. Mm-hmm. Mary then stated she remembered seeing an eight-year-old local boy playing with Brian that afternoon and that she had also seen him hitting Brian. Oh. So she just remembers this the next day, you know? Oh, yeah. And then furthermore, Mary stated she remembered that the boy had been covered in grass and weeds as if he had been rolling in a field. So I wonder, is she trying to connect him with the weeds that they threw on the boy i'm not sure why she invented that detail why did she invent it like the next day surely she knew she was going to be questioned by the police why Mm -hmm. why not just do it on the day no i don't know why is she doing it the next day so she also said that the little boy had a small pair of scissors Okay. So she's given a lot away here. That she um, that she knows a lot about the crime. Yeah. yeah. And she said, I saw this boy trying to cut a cat's tail off with the scissors. But there was something wrong with the scissors. One leg was broken or bent. What? So she's getting into serious detail. Um, and this was obviously self-incriminating. Yeah. yeah. And the detective chief inspector, James Dobson pretty much you know realized that mary was the actual killer from this mm-hmm. as only mm-hmm. the police knew about the broken scissors at the mm-hmm. crime scene um in addition 
the local boy that she had named uh-huh. was quickly questioned mm-hmm. and discovered to have been at Newcastle International Airport at the time of the murder. Oh. And there was lots of witnesses. I mean, his family, different people in the town that knew him, seen him in the airport. They, and there's probably, I know it's like the 60s, but I'm sure they Yeah, have but it, I mean, the airport's pretty official, you know, I mean, passports have, yeah. and like, there's a lot of records yeah. of you being there. You couldn't be anywhere better. It's a pretty good, I was thinking that. I yeah. was like, yeah. Yeah, so you've got your passport, ID, there's cameras, yeah. like, you know, you're checking things and hitting buttons. Yeah, so he's yeah. totally ruled out now. Oh, um, mm-hmm. So, on the 4th of August, the parents of Norma Bell contacted police, stating that the daughter, their daughter wished to confess what she knew about the death of Brian. So, DCI Dobson arrived at the family home and cautioned Norma formally cautioned Norma and then asked what she knew. So Norma told him that Mary had taken her to see Brian's body and had shown her how she strangled him. So she's oh kind of like God. reenacted it for Norma, like almost and she's, like boasting. She's yeah. You or know, she's like, like reliving it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And reliving it. Exactly. Like this is how I did it. Yeah. Um, And she also said this, well, according to Norma, Mary said she enjoyed the strangulation. Oh, um, okay. mm-hmm. So Norma then led police to the crime scene. It, I mean, obviously the police knew where the crime scene was, but mm-hmm. this is Norma saying, I know where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and she revealed the location where Mary had hidden the razor blade. Oh, mm-hmm. which so they hadn't found. I don't think they knew about the razor blade at that point. Okay. So, a drawing Norman made of the wounds inflicted to the boy's abdomen precisely matched those described by the coroner. So it's that M. So obviously the M that she tried to inscribe on the boy, her scissors were broken. So I think she must have tried to use the razor blade when oh, the scissors God, weren't Mary, working. Oh God, Mary, you I mean, sick I, freak. It's just, it's just the worst. So Mary was visited at her home in the early hours of the 5th of August by police. On this occasion, she was notably defensive when confronted with the discrepancies of her previous statement. And she informed detectives, you're trying to brainwash me. I will get a solicitor to get me out of this. Oh. And I just noted here, let's just remember, she's 11 years old. Yeah, I don't like, think I knew what a solicitor was. I, I knew it right. Was. I'm getting a solicitor to go there in your head, yeah. you know. Yeah. Where she heard this kind of stuff? I mean, it's just so bizarre. Well, if her mom's a sex worker, you know, maybe, maybe she's heard her mom say stuff like this. Maybe. I'm just going to take a little sip of my berries tea. Oh, me too. So parched. Okay. So later the same day, Norma was questioned again. On this occasion, she made a full statement in which she admitted being present when Mary had actually strangled Brian. Oh, The story just keeps changing. Norma, Norma, Norma. Norma said that she just witnessed the reenaction. Now she's saying she was at the actual crime. Uh-huh. So according to Norma, when the trio were alone, so Mary, Norma and Brian... Uh Mary seemed to go all funny, Norma said. She said she was pushing the child into the grass and attempting to strangle him 
before stating to Norma, my hands are getting thick, take over. Thick? And I don't know, i tired, I guess. Her hands are getting, like it's the strangulation is taking longer than she expected. Yeah, so she had. It takes like half an hour or something. Maybe shorter for a child. But then a three-year-old, I mean. Yeah. I, anyway, but then their children too, they don't have the strength their to children. strangle. Mm. She had then run from, so Norma then said she ran away from the scene, leaving Mary alone with Brian. Mm. Would you mean that's incriminating in itself? Like you, this, this eleven-year-old girl who's pretty, you're pretty big at eleven. Is like, can you imagine a three-year-old? They're tiny, and yeah, she just yeah, runs yeah. away, leaving them like that. So, a forensic examination of clothing owned by both girls revealed that grey fibers discovered upon Brian's body were a precise match to the woolen dress owned by Mary. Oh. And maroon fibers on the child's shoes, so Brian's shoes, were mm-hmm. a precise match to a skirt owned by Norma. So both girls' fibers are on the child's body. Oh, wow. Wait for it. Furthermore, the same grey fibers, so the grey fibers are from a skirt that Mary owned. A grey woolen skirt almost sounds like a school skirt, doesn't it? Yes. Creepy as hell. So those same grey fibers were also found on the body of who the the boy before martin brown yeah yes yeah martin so here we are it's all pretty clear now on the 7th of august 1968 mary bell stood outside the whole household as brian's coffin was brought out from the home Hmm. dci dobson stated Mary stood there laughing, laughing and rubbing her hands. I thought, my God, I've got to bring her in. She'll do another one. <gasps> Could you imagine how creepy that is? Laughing and rubbing her hands? Was she cackling? Like, it's, it's like it's an sounds, evil villain? Yeah, it's like like it's, the Wicked Witch of the West or something. So bizarre. Weird. Uh-huh. It's sort of like she's like, play she's like playing she's acting like the i know evil it's, villain. it's, it's just like, such a archetype that it's yeah it's, she's definitely seen that somewhere and yeah oh and like she like yeah it's sort of like she's like removed herself from this world and she's like taking on like a persona something like that i don't know oh i i well you'd like to think that and rather than than the other option which is this is just who she is (laughs) um so you don't like to think of children like that you know no um so both girls were formally charged with the murder of brian ho at 8 p.m that evening Mm -hmm. in response to the charge mary replied that's all right by me what that's what she said oh my god five words that's all right by me Mm -hmm. that's all right by me well, we didn't ask if it was all right by you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. I, I know. You're being charged. Yeah. Uh, she's trying to be, I mean, she, she clearly is just, you know. I know. She's trying not. to put on a yeah. brave face. And yeah, she's very proud. Um, Norma, however, burst into tears and proclaimed, I never, I'll pay you back for this. So childish. <laughs> I, uh, I'll just, never I'll pay you back sorry I never like I never did it 
I never. It's you know, it's like it's like when a mother, you know, scolds her children and they'd say, "I never. I'll pay you back for this." Oh my god! But what they have done is so ridiculously serious, and I. She's not oh. grasping it. It's very she's, sad. She's so not. in no. In the presence of an independent witness, Mary prepared a written statement in which she admitted to being present when Brian Ho was murdered, but insisted that the murder had been committed by Norma. Oh. <laughs> what a good friend Mary is. She's just Bitch. putting it all on Norma. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shortly after the arrest... Both girls underwent a psychological evaluation, which, I mean, obviously of, needs to happen. Of course, yeah. Um, and the results of these tests revealed Norma was intellectually delayed. Okay. Which I think we're, I mean, it's fairly obvious at this point, you know. Yeah. She's older than Mary, but yet she's the submissive character, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I never, I'll get my own back. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. you're 13 and these are yeah. like grown policemen. I know. It's so sad. So, so yeah, she, she's 13, but I'm not sure exactly what age her actual intellectual age is. But um, mm-hmm. basically, the results said, look, she's the submissive character. She easily displays emotion, whereas Mary is bright, cunning, prone to sudden mood swings. And also that, you know, Mary was sort of willing to talk, although she rapidly became sullen, introspective and defensive in nature. So Mary's very kind of up and down. Sounds Um, like you're reading my personality traits. Oh, right. Okay. Interesting. I give you a wide berth. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's the mood swings. I think we can all relate. <laughs> um, so the four psychiatrists, so there were four different psychiatrists um, mm. who examined Mary. Because I think everyone kind of realized that she is the cunning one. So they kind of took a big interest in her. And they concluded that although not suffering from a mental disorder, she mm. suffered from a psychopathic personality disorder. Oh, and I'd love to know what that is. Like, is it? Um, She's a psychopath. You think that's what it is? Yeah, you can be born psychopath. She suffered from a psychopathic personality disorder. So she's psychopath. Mm. She's okay. Mm-hmm. I was wondering what the official title was. You think it's psychopath? Yeah, I think that is an official title. Is it not? Okay. Am I wrong? Okay. Just the way it said she suffered from a psychopathic personal. I I read it wrong. I see yeah. how you're reading. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So she, yeah, that's her yeah. official diagnosis, and that's where we are going to leave off, and we're going to what? pick up. No. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I can't fit it all in. There's a lot goes on <laughs> during what the she trial. Said. Oh no! Oh, sorry, Mary, sorry, no! Sorry, cut it out. It's <laughs> so, not appropriate. <laughs> so we're going to leave off there, and we're going to pick up next week. There's a lot that goes on during the trial, um, and also then we'll get into the latter part of Mary's life, which is quite interesting. Wonderful. So, yeah, that was a pretty heavy one. Mm-hmm. Sorry about it. Psycho Mary. Oh, it's pretty intense. Something really creepy about little girls as well. 
Yeah, they're so because she's run- they look so innocent. Yeah, they look you know? innocent. Run- and she's like probably running around in like a skirt and pigtails or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know? she's very cute. She had yeah. quite a little pretty angelic looking face, you know. Oh, gosh. It's mm-hmm. even creepier. Yeah, it makes it so much worse. Mm. Um, okay, good so job, yeah. Treads. I like that one. Okay. Well, well, I'm excited for the rest. I didn't know half of those details. Same. Or else I had same. forgotten. But, I know. Yeah. Let it be nice to forget them again because <laughs> obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll chat you next week, guys. Slana Walia. Bye bye. On the seventh of August, nineteen sixty-eight, Mary Bell stood outside the whole household of Brian's coffin. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'll start that again. On the seventh of August, nineteen sixty-eight, Mary Bell stood outside the house. Hold. Oh, sorry, I'm going to start Household. Just, just really weird. Household. Eh? Household. It, it's because it's like house- she stood outside hold. the whole household. Whole household. Whole household. The whole household. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to need to get past it. Right, okay, one second. Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page.